to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Affirming Truths. I am your host, Carla Arges, and I am so glad that you are joining me here today. All right. So the other day, I did a post on social media, um, just talking a little bit about my recovery journey, and someone commented, you're so strong. And I thought that that was so ironic because just that day I had cried on my physiotherapist table as we were doing our work. And I just got to say, if you hear clicking in the background, I'm doing this podcast recording standing on crutches and every so often I have to readjust and they click. So we're just going to go with it. We're not going to edit it. This is real life. This is real life doing a podcast recovering from knee surgery. Anyways, I just thought it was so funny how someone's perception of me was that I was strong when really, guys, I am weak. And um, I used to get really upset about that weakness and really down on myself and feel like a failure. And guys, I still battle that right now. But I've come to appreciate some of the beauty of my weakness because it's in my weakness that God is made strong. And it's through my relationship with Christ that I'm learning to thrive in the weakness. I'm learning to thrive in the weakness. And so my question for you is in your weakness, in your valley, in your situation, in your trial, are you thriving? And when I say thriving, it doesn't mean that you're joyful and skipping around and having a party and having a hoot the whole time right? When we are in our valley season, when we are in our struggle, thriving looks a little different. Thriving looks like not being overcome. Thriving looks like looking at the face of our trial and going forward victoriously because in Christ, we have the victory. It means not giving up. It means keep taking those baby steps of faith one at a time. And one of the things that has really really been a huge asset in my ability to thrive in my weakness, in my valleys, in my trials. And right now in my depression, going through this recovery has spurred on a depressive episode that I'm working through is getting into the word of God, right? So I need to be so rooted in who God is, and I need to be so rooted in who I am in him that I will not be shaked by my circumstance, that while I may feel the pain of grief or discouragement, that ultimately my hope is in Jesus and I keep moving forward. But I have to know who God is, right? How can we have a hope in our Savior? How can we have confidence in our Savior? How can we have trust in the God of creation when we don't really know who he is? 
how can we be sure of our identity in Christ when my depression right now wants to tell me that I'm a failure, that there's no point in me doing what I'm doing? Like, why do I bother existing? When my depression right now is talking about all the things I'm bad at, how can I overcome that with knowing who I am in Christ unless I know who I am in Christ? And guys, the way you do this is you get into the word, you study the Bible. And for the longest time, that overwhelmed me. I was, I've been a Christian, I'll say, since I became back as a prodigal daughter since my 20s. So I've been living this Christian life for about 20 years. But can I tell you, I was pretty much living a baby Christian life over and over again. In those 20 years of my salvation, I was not maturing in my faith. I was not growing in depth in my faith. I was not developing strong spirituality and trust and faith and hope because I was not getting into the word. I stayed a baby Christian for, oh gosh, at least 15 years. At least 15 years, there was no maturity in my Christian walk because I avoided getting into the word of God on my own. I saved it for Sunday sermon. How many of you do that? You save it for Sunday sermon. Oh, I would get a devotional and read a devotional now and then, sure. But did I actually open my own Bible? Did I actually take in-depth look at what it says about who God is and who I am in him? on my own. I didn't do that. And no wonder I was tossed from circumstance to circumstance. No wonder I was overwhelmed by the the ebbs and flows of my mood. No wonder I wasn't thriving in the valley seasons. I had no deep roots. I had none. I was tossed to and fro, yes, praying, yes, trusting God, but not with that depth of surety that I know, that I know, that I know God has got me, that I know, that I know, that I know, that no matter what circumstance comes my way, nothing is greater than my God. I know that now at a visceral level because I've gotten into the word and I've gotten to know who he is and I've gotten to know who he's created me to be. And so I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about getting into the word. We read in second Timothy, it says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Yes, That's what we need. You want a manual for how to live your life, the Christian life in victory, in claiming the victory that Christ won on the cross. You want to live that out daily. You got to get into the scripture. In Psalm 119, 105, it says the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Guys, when you're in the valley seasons, it gets dark. There's a darkness that is trying to sweep over me right now as I'm battling a depressive episode. But man, the word lights the way. The word casts out the darkness. The word is God, is Jesus. And I know some of you feel that overwhelm like I did. Like I thought you had to be a scholar, I would read the Bible and honestly, I wouldn't understand it. I would get frustrated. 
I would get bored. Can you believe it? I would get bored by learning who God is. And you probably, some of you probably are experiencing the same thing. I don't think I'm the only one to have ever said, yeah, it bores me. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Oh, there's so much richness in the word. But here's the thing. I had to create a plan for me to get into the word that worked with who I am. You don't need to be a scholar. You don't need to be a scholar. You don't need to have gone to Bible college. You don't need the guidance of your pastor to get into the word. But you do need a few things. And so I want to share with you six tips that I use to get into the word. And guys, I'm not going to go into all the different types of studying the Bible there is. There is like inductive studying. There's the soap method where you do the scripture, observe it, um, apply it, and then pray over it. There's lots of different methods and you can Google those, or maybe one day I'll have some guests on that are expert in those fields. I'm not going to get into that specifics, but I am going to share with you these six tips that I use to study the word of God. One, pick a translation that works for you. I grew up on the King James Version. That doesn't exactly work for me, that old English. And so I look at the NIV. I compare it to my son's children's Bible or teenage Bible. I look at different scriptures through different translations so I can get full meaning of them. Pick a translation that works for you. Don't be bound by some old school thinking that there's only one translation that matters. No, pick one that works for you. And then second, pick a resource. Guys, I can study the Bible on my own. Listen, your pastors, when they're putting together their sermons, they're looking at their Bible, but they're also looking at concordances and resources, right? Not on their own. And you don't have to do it on your own either. For me specifically, I love a guided Bible study. This is not a a sponsor or anything, but I love the Daily Grace Co. Bible studies. They take me through it. They give me things to think about. They give me questions. I love it. So find a resource for you too. There's like tons of Bible study journals you can get. You can look at them on Amazon. You can go to Etsy. There's so many beautiful resources. So pick a resource to support you. And then I want you to pray. Pray before you read the scripture. Pray for understanding. Pray for revelation. Pray for focus. Pray for attention. Pray that your mind would not be distracted, right? I have to pray all those things. You know how many times I've caught myself mentally making my grocery list when I should be tuning into the word of God? Pray against those distractions. And then I always say, read it twice, read it twice, read it once to get familiar with the text and then read it a second time. So you can go on to tip tip five, make notes about your observations. What do you see in the word? What do you see? And then six, look for ways that you can apply it to your life. In Psalm 119.11, it says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against it. Look for ways you can apply the scripture in your life. Is it 
Is it calling you out because of a lack of forgiveness? Is it teaching you how to live a more righteous life? Is it correcting some of your thoughts that you have about God? Is it training you how to go with endurance in the storm? Reflect on it. How can you apply it to your life? Listen, I know, I know it can be overwhelming. But the affirming truth for you today is I have the mind of Christ and I am capable of understanding his word. And we see that in 1 Corinthians 2.16, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. God did not give you his word to confuse you. God did not give you his word to, to just cause lack of understanding. No, God gave you his word. And what's more, he gave you the indwelling Holy Spirit to help illuminate the word, to help bring understanding you have the mind of Christ. You can understand this and you can grow in, in a victorious life. Guys, it's not that I'm strong. It's that I know that my God is. I know that my God is. I know he will see me through this recovery. I know he will see me through this depression just like he always has. I know he will see me through. I will not be overtaken. I will not be overcome, but I will stand firm on the foundation of who Christ is because I know who he is. There is such beauty and intimacy in learning the word and learning about God. And it transcends so much of your life. It informs your prayers once you know the word Praying the scriptures is powerful. Knowing the promises of God that you can cling to in your valleys is powerful. Fully understanding the, and appreciating the character of God. Fully understanding the whole redemption story in your coming glory is hope. Guys, do not put aside your Bible. Do not put away learning and growing from the word, but dive in one baby step at a time, but commit today to start every morning with Jesus and getting into his word. It will change your Christian walk. It will change your life. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.